Straw Hut Media. You have this hair. It's just driving me nuts. Okay. Did you get it? I think it was like Fubu's hair. What, what's your cat's name? Fubu. <laughs> Squish? Yeah. <laughs> Furball. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's closer. Okay. That's closer. <laughs> From Straw Hut Media. This is Randy Glanville Unfiltered. Welcome to Brandy Glenville Unfiltered. It's my podcast. This is my producer, Ryan. He's dressed like a puppy. And I'm moving and my house is in shambles. Yeah. Moving back to the scene of the crime. How was your Halloween? Did you have candy? I had candy. I didn't get I didn't get any trick-or-treat. I just had candy that I ate from yeah. that I was meant to give to kids, but I ate it all. Yeah, I think a lot of us had that. Well, I gave I gave the whole jar of candy, like this whole giant thing to my next door neighbors because they're the only kids that came to my door. Interesting. No one came to our door. And then it just got to the place where we didn't want to like keep our light on outside. And so we just put a giant bowl out. Yeah, just in and case. Said, yeah. Just in case. But I don't think anyone took anything. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people do that. Um, Mark was in town for Halloween. I had no idea. So did you guys do anything special? We did. We actually went to Eddie and Leanne's house. Oh, wow. For a Halloween party. Oh. Yes. Did you dress up? Yes, I was a cat. I'm always a cat. Okay. <laughs> Every year. But Mark came and he's a whole new person. He found these vitamins online. I'm not going to tell you what they are yet because he and I are hoarding them right now. Because oh. we both feel like spectacularly better. He had You're pancre- taking them too. Yeah, of course. Wow. I take, I'm a vitamin hoarder. You I, are. You know, I love vitamins. I do. Um, I know. He found these vitamins online and he has he had pancreatic cancer, had the Whipple procedure, was feeling like shit, never thought I was going to have my friend back. He found these vitamins, he called me, said I want to come, I got him a ticket, he wow. out and he's back. Wow. No back. way. Like fully back. I, I, very I, proud. So he's very showing impressed. me all these costumes, and I'm like, "Woof!" That I'm like, he got us double costumes. Wait, and so you changed mid Halloween? Just changed your outfits? No, no, no. Oh, what do you no. mean by double costume? Well, I'm oh. When he first got here, <laughs> when he first arrived, he's like, "Can I show you our costumes?" So he's like, "We could be vampires. We could be this. We could be this." And I was like, "That's great." But we're like, "Where are we going?" Like, and he's like, "Aren't we going to Eddie and Leon's?" <laughs> I was like, "Not that I know of." I go. Where did you come up with? He's like, oh, Jake. Well, because he and Jake text. I don't know. So what cute. But I basically had to ask if we could come over to their party. Well, I they said I yes. I invite. Yeah, because Mark wanted to see Daddy. He calls Eddie Daddy. Got it. <laughs> but it was fun. We were twins. Yeah, it was fun. Was it just small, like just the yeah, little thing? Yeah, it was fam? like twenty people. It was like oh, I think twenty. It's a little. It's a little thing. I mean, yeah, it's like, small. It's it was good. fun. It was like what he wanted. I'm like, well, hi, the party crashers are here, but we had a good time. Nice. I had a good time too. I had a I went to my first it was like it felt like my first party. It was all outside, which was yeah. which was which was nice. But um I don't know. At throughout the day, I mean it was like I met new people, which Ooh. is like I feel like I have never sitting further <laughs> away. <laughs> never. It was outside. I met new people. Okay. Ooh. My phone dropped. Dropped the mic. Dropped the mic. Anyway, um okay, a- so today you met new people, great. And then are you gonna stay in touch with them or are you just no. excited to talk to them? Yeah. It was just fun to like be like, oh, I've never met. It's like when you used to go to a bar and just meet people. I didn't. Yeah. You never used to meet people at bars? Well, guys, but not I'm like, not talking about like picking up people. Just like I've made friends at bars. No. Really? No. Oh. Well, I try not to. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. It was fun. Well, today we have Dave Quinn on 
the pod. He's my friend because we talked so much during the making of this book. Yes. And it's called Not All Diamonds and Rosé, right? It's a, it's the oral history of the inside story of the Real Housewives from the people who lived it. So in this book, you're going to get um, the producer's um, pro- perspective. Yeah. The ladies themselves, which are going to be the nuttiest perspectives. <laughs> um, Andy and also the other bigwigs at Bravo. So it's, it's you know, you get all of it. And it is juicy. Is it? It is so <laughs> good. And my favorite part was the part you read last time. That's right. Yep. I'm vindicated. I don't lie. Has anyone said anything about that? Have you heard any other things about that part? Oh, yeah. I've got like 20 Google alerts about it. Really? Yeah. I'm like, all right. Woo-woo! <laughs> Ha! Take ha, that. Ha! Great. <laughs> um, oh, and I have something else to tell you later. Wait, this hair is long. You can't tell me right now? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, should we get um, it to Dave? Oh, yeah. I guess we should. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Dave, is, he wrote this book. Uh, New York Times number one bestseller. I'm going to ask him that because I didn't know that because I'm doing this <laughs> intro after I did the interview. Boom. That's why I unbraided my hair because it would have made sense. (laughs) And here's Dave. (laughs) But this is just a conversation, but just so everyone knows what we're talking about. Ryan, get out of my picture. I want to hear him too. Okay, I'm kidding. We're talking about this book. What? What? Yours is blurry. Yours is blurry too. Oh, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I hope I'm blurry because I like a blurry picture. It'll be clear in the end. I don't want it to be clear. I like blurry pictures. I've told you this. Um, this book is fucking phenomenal. Of course, I read Beverly Hills first. Obviously. And, and then I read New York and then I started moving. So, I mean, those are the two most important to me. Atlanta's my next read. Um but the move and Jake is pretending he's sick upstairs. Not sick. <laughs> he's not sick um, yet. No, no, no. He's, <laughs> he's never sick. He's always sick on my days. And when he's, and he's like, how come he's always sick on your days? I'm like, because I'm a pushover sometimes. Yeah. And I don't want to drive to fucking chats worthless every day. <laughs> so, yeah, I call it that worthless because it. it is worthless. I mean, the school is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I wish there was a bus or something I could put him on. There sure Ooh, should is be. Is that like, Bad mom mojo? No. That's practical mom mojo. That's what every mom is thinking. Don't worry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put this kid on a bus. Let's get him on a get him out of the house. So so wait. So obviously you've been covering pop culture. I can't pop I was drunk last night, so this I'm probably still drunk now. Um, but you've been covering pop culture for quite some time extensively. Like that's really what you focused on. Yeah. I was covering all things sort of reality TV and, and all things in entertainment. I was a general news reporter. So I worked kind of across the entertainment spectrum and then through my work at people in entertainment weekly kind of built the Bravo beat as like the place that I live the most. And, uh, from there, I mean, Took yeah. it to the next level and wrote a book about it. <laughs> Wait, but so okay, so how did that come about? Tell us that process. Like, how did Andy reach out to you? How did that connection? How did you guys meet and all of that? 
Well, I think it's just through the years of reporting for so long, I had built like a good relationship with the network and with so many of the women. And uh, I got a call from somebody in, it wasn't even Andy, it was an executive who asked me um, if I were to write a book about Bravo, what would I want it to look like? So I came up with a, a TOC and a table of contents, like what I wanted it to be, a proposal, and then uh, pitched it to them and, and had multiple meetings. And we decided that oral history was the great format because how could I ever say anything better than you? You know, like you no, guys. No, I mean, I, it's, it, and it, but it's so interesting to me because it, from the perspective of the producers, that's what I find so interesting because there's so much shit in there. I had no idea was what they were thinking or what they were trying to do. Right. And I think that's what everyone's loving. I mean, obviously, they're loving to hear from the girls and how we've p- replayed it in our heads and changed the story over the years. <laughs> I think we've started to believe our own lies. Um, not me, but a lot of people. I'm like, that's not what happened, um, lady, because I was there. But okay, we'll go yeah. with it. I like to say uh, a lot, Brandy, that this is a book of feelings, not a book of facts. So like... Yeah. Lots of people have some strong feelings, but the facts are not necessarily right. Right. Reported. You look to the producers for their their facts, like, you know, because everyone does these things a little bit differently, even producers, because we're close with them, you know, and some of them like us and some of them don't. Like, I have a love hate with Chris Cullen. I love him and I hate him, but I love him <laughs> mostly. You know what I mean? But when, you know, you're in a limo and he's texting you, do something. I'm like, fuck you. you know but it's it's just such a great book i mean i obviously don't have a ton of time right now it is a thick book but you cover every single franchise in here yeah she's a girthy lady i keep saying Uh, she's got a lot we cover them all but you know it's so interesting because they're all produced by different people of course uh, evolution produces orange county and beverly hills but shed media produces salt lake city and new york city and uh sirens does um yeah new jersey so everybody has a different way of producing a lot of the producers go from franchise to franchise you know uh darren or or chris cullen may work on a few of them but the truth is like they're all done differently and new york is a show that seems to be made in post like the they kind of let the women run wild and the post production is really where everything is crafted where like you mentioned in uh in beverly hills somebody like chris cullen will say you know do something (laughs) and like be a little bit more involved and that was so interesting to hear about too well, because, I mean, at the end of the day, they are their producers, but until they get to that higher tier, they're independent contractors. So if yeah. they don't produce a good show, someone's getting fired. And that happened to Dave Rupal. And it sucked because I really like Dave. And it's just like every year, somebody's on the chopping block. If And I thought the show was great. So, I mean, if the numbers dip at all, someone goes. Yeah, so, you know. Brandy, what I love about that is that everyone thinks that the housewives are always on the chopping block, but like the producers are too. It's yes, everyone. It's everyone. <laughs> right. So everyone in the situation, the, the women and the producers are trying to make the best show possible to keep their jobs collectively. Yeah. So I feel like people are like, it's scripted. I'm like, bitch, if it was scripted, I my life would be so much easier because <laughs> I could just say shit and be like, oh, they, that, that's what they said to say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I wish. No. I wish. No. <laughs> I, I wish for me, but like I hate watching when I can tell people are being housewives. Like some of the new franchises, um, 
I don't know. I do like Salt Lake City, but I feel like some of them are playing housewives. Well, like, right. you know, I mean, Meredith doesn't have a half shirt on all of the time. <laughs> Fucking come on. She's 87. <laughs> Listen, they have watched the show for 15 years. They've seen yeah. how it works. So they're just coming into it with a different knowledge base. Whereas, I mean, even though Beverly Hills came a few years after these other shows came, when you were doing Beverly Hills season two, like nobody kind of really knew. Like you were, you were I, much more in it uh, than I think, you know, the women are these days. Oh, no, it it was I hadn't seen the other, you know, I'd seen maybe one episode of Orange County. I didn't really even know what I was getting myself into. And it was real. I was going through a horrible divorce. I had broken my leg. We were moving. I had no money and it couldn't get more real. I'm like a job. Yes, I'll do it. What do you want me to do? And it was horrific. My first season for me, like for the viewers, great for them. But it was like the Russell stuff and then game nights. I'm like, high school was better than this. This is horrible. <laughs> this is really horrible. But Brandy, let me ask you, like, did you ever feel as the years went on when you were on the show, you said that pressure to be like a housewife, right? Did you ever yeah. feel that pressure to like do certain things for the show? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it ha- I think it happens to all of us. If you're on it for a certain amount of time, you do feel like you become a character caricature. How do you say that? Yeah, a car- caricature. Caricature. Yeah, caricature. Oh, yeah, I'm not good at that word. Um, <laughs> of yourself because people have loved that, you know, the public have loved that about you or expect something from you or I mean, it is true to who you are, but sometimes like why did I throw that wine at Eileen? Not really sure. <laughs> I just did it. I don't, I really don't. I mean, I had cause not to like her, but I don't, I was bored and I I thought this is a boring dinner (laughs) and no, but had I not been on the show, I wouldn't have done that obviously, but I'm like, we need to spice things up. Here you go, lady. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. I think in the book, doesn't Eileen say that you said something along lines of like, sorry, I have to feed my kids. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. I was like, sorry, this is boring. I had to, I had to do something. Like, Brandy. <laughs> no, but I don't, I didn't like when it became like that for me. Right. So it was nice to, I feel like when I was fired, I was supposed to be fired because I was downward spiraling and not doing well, not in a good headspace, doing crazy shit that I would not normally do. So it was a really nice break. You know, and then I, you know, went and did a bunch of other shows, but they weren't, they weren't like Housewives. No. So it wasn't that pressure to yeah, you were, you do were like, something. <laughs> yeah. You were cooking or you were, yeah, doing all, you were in The Apprentice, you were doing all different sorts of things. But let me ask you, like, it's so interesting because I know that you said that uh, towards the end. Now I feel like I'm interviewing for the, the book. I know. Again, that's but, what I was just thinking. I'm like, you're interviewing me right no, now, but, but I like it. But I'm so curious. Like towards the end, you said like, all right, this, you know, I didn't like when I was doing that. So that's why I left. One of, I think the major misconceptions that I hope the book kind of clears up is your return last, you know, or two seasons ago, or I don't know how many seasons it was now again, with the whole Denise thing. Like lots of people felt that that was like a stage thing that you were like desperate for blah, 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 that it was done, you know, set up by producers trying. And I feel like everyone who talked to me about that just described it in such a different way that it all seemed to kind of just be a massive coincidence in a weird way. No, it was the whole thing for me was I feel like I'm what's the word? Um, 
what's the word when you get like you're like, oh my God, finally the truth is out. Um, vindicated. Vindicated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vindicate. No, because first of all, that had happened the season prior. So mm-hmm. if I wanted to say it, I could have said it in an interview. And right. like when I had the lipstick all over my face and no one told me, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> um, but no, and I had already been hired back because they were having a boring season. So they hired Kim and I back to shoot a few episodes. So I was already pissed off with Denise and I just thought, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to say it or not. I told Kim one drunken evening. And then once you tell one bitch, you gotta, you just got to say it. And then it just, it happened. And I'm glad it's off my shoulders now. I could care less. I wish her well. Great. Awesome. And they could, like my friend said to me, had you actually been smart, and thank you, um, you could have played this out and got on the next season, told the producers that this happened and waited for her to come back to Italy from Italy and confronted her at a party yourself and then left that, you know, dropped a bomb and then people want to see what happened. She's like, you're an idiot. And I said, well, thanks for that. So you can tell it wasn't <laughs> planned because if I had planned it, it would have been a lot smarter. I would have waited to see Denise. I would have done it a lot differently to where they had to bring me back so that they... They, you know, wanted closure, but instead I did it poorly, but I did it. I got it off my chest and it is what it is, you know? Right. It wasn't some, it wasn't some, uh, I, I think people like to imagine that you housewives are behind the scenes, like stirring a cauldron, you know, being like, hoo, 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 I'm going to destroy her. Like, it just isn't that There way. are some people. I mean, I know a few witches not, and it's not Carlton. I'll tell you that. There's some, <laughs> there's some people that will literally... Well, I'm talking about Lisa Vanderpump. Let's just get it out there. Um, oh my God. No, she like all she does is think about the show. Like everything to her was the show. Every morning, our conversation about the show and how would we play this and what would we do here. And I was like, bitch, I have to feed my kids and go to school and do these things. And like, I just don't operate like that. I I am the worst liar and I am not a good actress. So if you ask and if they're like, sometimes they'll say, can you guys do that again? I'm like, well, probably not. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what I said. And it's not going to be the same. And then I I don't end up being able to do it again the same way because it's just in the moment. But Lisa could do it a million times over. She's like an actress and very methodical. And so I thought it was interesting in the book. She didn't really speak. She didn't really say much. Like she was too good for it or something. Yeah, she. Uh, our interview was very short. It was the shortest of all of the interviews that I gave. I think we only talked for about ten minutes. Uh, but what? she just, yeah, she did not want to go back to any of those things. She just, you know, really did not want to uh, go through it all again. She really believed that you know what she did on the show spoke for itself, and that there was nothing that she needed to clear up. And you know, she stands by <laughs> all of her denials of you know, leaking things to the press or doing all the things that she was accused of. So it's not me for to, to judge who's right or who's no, wrong. No, no, she, thing. no, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's how she felt. And I respect her for it. I'm sure if she wants to, uh, she'll give more she will details, never, whatever, ever, ever admit that she's ever done anything wrong. So she's basically just told you I'm perfect. And you can write that in the book. Yeah. I've done nothing wrong. Here we go. And that's <laughs> because that's her. She won't. Right. She's never done anything wrong and she she will die on a cross for that. Like she's like 
Me? No. Like she doesn't, she doesn't have that inside perspective where she could say, you know what? Maybe that was a little question marky. You know, she, she had quite this, I own the show behavior. I control things. So we were all a little afraid of her and everything she did had to be perfect. So yeah, I guess what, what else is she going to say to you other than I'm great? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you know it's so funny, Brandy, though, because like even that last season with her, you know, and the and allegedly leaking, and Chris Collin, you know, says in the book that he believes that she leaked uh, to Radar Online. I do kind of wish there was part of her, if it was true, she denies that it's true, but if it was, I kind of do wish that she like walked in and was like, "Yeah, I did it. I, yeah, no, I leaked it to Radar <laughs> Online." What do you What do you fucking want? I'm Lisa fucking Vanderpump. Go fuck yourself. Like I wish, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be as a viewer, as fan, it would be epic. It would be epic. Yes. Like, people would love her so much more if she just like showed up at that reunion. And was like, and what? Yeah. I don't care. Uh, right. What so you what? Did, it's about a and, fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, and turn it around on you know, like, well, Dorit, you shouldn't have done this, and I was trying to get you. You know, I think that if she owned the sniper from the side allegations, that would have been kind of epic as well. So she could have yeah. played it two ways. And I think the way that she played it is, you know, the way that she wanted it's unfortunate. to. Yeah. But, she would, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, she doesn't have it in her to play yeah. that other way because she would just, she just doesn't, I don't know how to explain it, but she can't be wrong. She can't have ever done anything wrong. She's perfect. She's, yeah. She's perfect. Well, okay, as so a viewer who loves mess, it would have been so fun to watch her. Just oh my god! I know <laughs> exactly. She, that's why she became friends with me because she's like, "Oh, this bitch is messy. I'll have her be messy for me." Hello, <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She she finds like a little messy girl to take under, and she's like, "Okay, go do my stuff for me." And she knows I, I love it. I like the mess. I live within the mess. I I, I love chaos. It is what it is. <laughs> Um, but no, with all, like, how long did this take you to interview all of these women and write? It, it's been some time. Yeah. So it actually, it was much shorter than you would imagine. I would have thought, and everyone that I talked to who had written a book before and had even done oral history projects like this would say to me like, oh, this should be like a two to three year project. I did it in 10 months. So it was wow. about three months of solid interviewing nonstop during the summer of 2020. That's when we talked. I was harassing you uh, to, to <laughs> no, get you know, to I love talking to you. you it was great. like therapy. <laughs> it was great. Um, uh, I was harassing you for Kim's information. because I was trying my hardest because I was like just about the only person that could get a hold of her at that time. So I'm like, I'm going to hook you up. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And then crickets i, know, I did was, my best you did it was funny because this season you know there was that scene where uh or that moment where um where where uh kathy said to kyle like oh you don't have her new number and kyle was like <laughs> she has a new number and all i could think about was like me being like why isn't she responding and you saying she has a new number and like you she always has a new number, the new number. <laughs> she always has like there's like She's like, you know, I lost my phone, but I have my other one. And then like, she'll lose that one. She has another one. I, maybe she has another new number that I don't, I'm not privy to because it's been a minute. I miss her. I love her. But I yeah. wish, I really wish you could have talked to her because she's hilarious and she's so smart. 
And she would have given you some really great insight. So maybe maybe if there's another book, we can find her. She's a hard person to find. I know. I, I really, I hope that she is doing well. I wish that I had spoken she to her. Is. The big question that everyone had was, what did she know about Harry? Like, because she said, <laughs> let's talk about the husband. And you and everybody else I spoke to told me the exact same thing. Nothing. Which is nothing. Like, she literally had no... She had no. She was she just, bluffing. She was guessing. She was like, but she's like, well, the way Rena reacted, I think there might be something. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this. But she's so like, she's just, she's an anomaly. I love her. She's a one of a kind for sure. Um, but all the other stuff, like that, the like, so people were saying to me, oh, Gretchen got a bad, you know, um, edit, or Bethany got a bad edit, or you know, but these are people that refuse to be interviewed, right? Yeah. And I mean, whether or not you were good to talk to me or not, you were going to be in the book. I mean, it was a book about the show. So you were going to be talked about. Now, some people for whatever their own reasons are chose not to participate. I didn't take anything personally because I know it's not about me. It's about a much bigger picture. It's about Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps, but it's that's nothing to do with me. Yeah. But you know, um, but Gretchen was one of those people who chose not to participate. And uh, she wrote me a very strongly worded email that uh, I wish I wish I could read. But uh, she you should have just put that in the book. Been like, <laughs> we reached out to Gretchen and this is what we got. Because I she, like Gretchen, but like. I, I like Gretchen, too. She did write in the email that I wasn't allowed to share the contents of the email. So I was like, oh, man, she knew <laughs> she knew it all. But, yeah, she did not want to participate. And it's funny because when you're when you're talking to everybody, I was asking them about her and I'm hearing all these stories. I was really, I didn't want to make it a, you know, a takedown of somebody else. That's not what I ever want to do. It's just about reporting everybody's experiences and their feelings as honestly as I could. So there are people who stand up for her in the book and there are people who are friends with her and really believe that she is not all these things that other people made her out to be. And when I felt like I needed more of those quotes, I went back to those allies and asked them more questions to give that support. But unfortunately, I wish I would have been able to tell her side of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's what I don't, this is what I don't understand is like, if you know you're going to be in the book, just talk to them because you're going to like, obviously like Kristen's like, wait, who is this guy? Am I supposed to, am I allowed? I think we all were like, are we allowed to talk to this guy? Cause we've, I've been in a lot of trouble in the past. Let's be honest. I talked to everyone. I'm like, yeah, what do you want to know? Um, but Kristen's like, who is this guy? I'm like, let me find out. And then, um, then we got the green light. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Talk to him. You're supposed to talk to him. Like, this is all like, this is Andy's doing. It's his book company. Um, so, and she's like, but can we say whatever we want? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. And I think that that's the interesting thing because that some of these ladies are so mad at Andy, um, but they're here because of him in a weird way. I'm not, not, I mean, they're here because of their parents, but no. <laughs> they're in this book because he gave them this platform, good, bad, or ugly. Um, you chose to do this show. Wouldn't you want to have the last word? Like, wouldn't you i don't know yeah well i think that there was a lot of uh, a lot of people felt nervous that because um it was on andy's imprint that it would be edited or crafted in such right. a way to make him look a certain way and to make them all look terrible but the truth was they didn't really interfere at all i never um 
got any guidance from the network or from Andy about what I should write or what I should ask. No, I was told that no question was off limits. The only thing that I really cut out from what people told me was uh, the salary information only because it was like private contact contract information and it didn't feel like that was something appropriate to put in the book. But everything else, (laughs) I mean, if you thought that somebody was an asshole, I put it in there. If you thought that production was lying on you or manipulating you like everyone had their say because we all we also had producers right after that or the network right after that saying their thoughts too and i think those are that's what i loved yeah i love that just because everyone blames editing for everything and i'm like but you had to have said it whether they put it in a weird situation you said it it came out of your mouth whether they cut a sentence half off whether they (laughs) cut to an eye roll you still said it like I just that it really bothers me when people blame editing because it's just the easy way out and we all know better. And it's just like, you know, it's not what they leave in. It's it's really what they leave out. Right. right? So if they if you, somebody says something and it gets resolved, they they leave the question mark in and they don't show the resolution. So it builds like because ultimately they have to build a story, you right. know, so. Like, There's a whole story department and that it's their job to track what everybody is talking about on the yeah. show and to make sure, you know, that uh, various there's resolve to some of these things. It's I, I always say it's produced, but it's not at all scripted. It's no one's telling you what to say, but they're following at a certain point. OK, this is more interesting than this. And we're going to go mm-hmm. with that. And. I do wish that the fans, I mean, you've seen them on social media more than anyone. The fans can oh. be so vile and so angry. And I, I do wonder why they even watch the show because it is it is like a modern day soap Inter- opera. And you're supposed it's to It's entertainment. Just- supposed, I mean, it's supposed to be entertainment. And right. I guess like you hate the villain in a soap opera, but like I've had people come up to me and say, I really miss hating you. I'm like, well, <laughs> thank you. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. <laughs> um, no, but like they, they're so invested because these are real people, but that's, that's what they don't understand because it's great to be invested because we're, but we are real people. So our feelings do get hurt. And if you're telling people to go die, you drunk bitch and you're a horrible mother, that's a little bit, it's a little bit under, you know, it's not, not the nicest thing to say. And you're, you're hearing this from fans of the show. It's just, it's, it's a little too much. I wish the audience would just take it for what it is. It's cheeky. It's fabulous. It's grownups doing stupid things and getting in fights and going on vacation. I mean, it really is a lifestyle of the rich and famous plus a splash of drama and amphetamine. <laughs> yes. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's <laughs> no, kind of what it is. I mean, if you think about it, because a lot of people, we live vicariously through these people on TV that we see, you know, that are walking onto a private plane. You're like, dang it. That's never going to be my life. What well, was my life? I had a boyfriend that had a plane for a while, but Ooh. not anymore. I know. I still are you seeing him. anyone I'm- right now? That's for a phone conversation. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Right. I was just curious. Yeah. yeah, no, I'll let you know though. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it's all fucked up. But no, I mean, I, I think that this book is now, did we make the list? Do we know? I didn't know. Yeah, so we debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller <gasps> list. Yay! Oh my god. Okay, why didn't we start with that? 
that? Stop it! It was it was wild. It was it was really really crazy. Um, and you know what it's like to be a New York Times bestselling author that stays with you uh, forever. Number one here. Hello, Hello we're both exactly. Number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're number uh, one. <laughs> and it, it, oh my really, god, it's so awesome! It's really wild. So yeah, so our first week out, our debut, we hit number one on the combined hard uh, hardcover and eBooks, which is great. And now you know, second week we dropped a little, but that's to be expected. Okay, and we're yeah, still on yeah, it. exactly. Who cares? Wow. All I needed was one, one, and I'm proud. No, you can. That will forever be under your title. Like so, it's 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 such an amazing thing. That is so awesome. But exactly. it, it is such a great book. I mean, like. I haven't gotten that far into it, but like, I can't wait. You know what I mean? Just because I think the audience will like it because they can see all the different perspectives. I like it because of the producer's perspectives. And I want to kind of see what the other women think happened because I remember. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, what I like to say is that, you know, I am a Bravo super fan and you're in this community, of course, as one of you know a, a former housewife and a part of the show. Uh, we know it all. We are like very invested and involved. I'm reading all the Instagrams and the tweets and I'm really paying attention to every like fabric of this book, but a uh, fabric of this world rather. But a lot of fans aren't. They're just casually yeah. watching it. And I think this book gives something for every range of fan. Right. So if you are that person who is obsessed you will still learn things that you've never known. And if you are somebody who casually watches, you're about to get a, a, a real lesson in what this is. <laughs> and I think that it'll, it will show them that this is, is not a scripted show. This is real shit. Real shit happens. Real people go to jail. They actually yeah. go to jail. It's not for TV. Yeah. It's like that. They think they'll get like a, it's like a real punch of reality because this is a hundred percent authentic. And whether you produce yourself or not, I know a lot of people do that. And I personally can see it when they're doing it. And I don't like to watch that. Um, But what I mean, I feel like it's learned behavior over time because it's just it's unfortunate, but it's really hard to find someone these days to put on TV that hasn't seen this show because it is such an iconic show. So it's hard. And I think the casting directors do a good job of building, you know, of the, of trying to weed out sometimes the rights and the wrongs. You know, you need a mix of personalities. You can't have yeah. a cast of Brandies. You can't have a no, cast God, of, you know, <laughs> house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have, you know, there needs to be, I call you a reactor. So you are a reactor. Candace Diller Bassett and Potomac is a reactor. Like these are your outspoken women who, quite frankly, don't have a lot of strategy when it comes to like navigating <laughs> this world. You're just kind of going in on the cameras are up and you're going to react yeah. to things that are happening. It's not like you're plotting. There are people who are deflectors. That's another, you know, right. uh, a personality type, the, maybe the Lisa Renna's of the world or the Giselle Bryant's like, these are people who are constantly moving the story along. They're calling out other people to the truth. Maybe deflecting a little from their own stuff but really so they, just so they don't have to share yeah which is great you know we need that personality type we yep. need the personality types who are the the friends the solid you know reliable eileen davidson's of the world who are just like pretty much the voice of reason good people yeah. you know you need the yolandas you need like you know the kyles you need the mix of everyone you need the kim you do <laughs> yeah oh no we need we need all of it we need that's what i said 
it's no one person's show. It's an ensemble cast. And there has to be that that villain. And sometimes the reactor becomes the villain. But I swear, I'm a good person. I'm very nice. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you can't judge anybody in any of these roles. Because the truth is, like, you're all just humans. You're all just in it and involved <laughs> in it. And I think I've always looked at it. And that's why I loved the oral history format is that, like, I don't really have judgments that much on the behaviors. So I'm just here to say it like you want it to be said. <laughs> right. No, it's good. I mean, it's it's easier for you because if it, it took a turn where you had an opinion, it would be a completely different book. <laughs> yeah. Right? It wouldn't be the, just the history. It would be like, um, I don't like this bitch, but here's what she said. <laughs> and, and you could you could you could be the storyteller. Like you know what I mean? Like in the yeah. story room going, hmm, we're gonna right. do this to her and this to yeah. her. That's not me. <laughs> I can't no. do it. I, I've already gotten a lot of people pretty pissed off. I've gotten uh, nonstop angry okay. text messages from various housewives, uh, but Whoa, not about share things some, that I've Share done. some. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, she, only only because she's talked about it. Melissa Gorga was not happy uh, with the book um, because she felt as though she came into it. She was doing everything she could to be like nice to people and she wasn't trying to dig up old shit and she tried to fly above and... Uh, some other people weren't like that. <laughs> her sister-in-law certainly dragged her a little bit. I, I think some former housewives had some things to say. So she was like kind of surprised by all the but things I mean, that to, came out. That's not your fault. That's like, oh, she no. needs to go talk. She needs to knock on Teresa's door. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, right. I could see. Definitely, there's a lot of ruffled feathers out there for sure. When this book came, I was so, I ordered it on Amazon, and then I got this one. I didn't realize you guys sent them to all of us. Yeah, of and course. so then when my Amazon one came way later, I was like, oh, so I gave it to my friend Mike. But I was like, oh, all right. Okay. I was excited, but I did support, so I helped with the number one. But I appreciate um, that very much. I'm so thank you, Brandy. You are a part now, of you, it. As I'm far as I feel, this success is just as much yours as it as it is mine. Because if it wasn't for the you know stories that you gave me in this book, who knows how successful it would be? I mean, so yeah, exactly. I, it's totally on me. I share it with you. <laughs> well, thank you. And I share it back with you. I mean, we're just so giving. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you? I, I, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go down this process again. I think you probably felt this way after you finished your first book. I don't know. We haven't talked about it, but you kind of were like, I'll never do it again. And then it comes out and you're like, maybe I could. <laughs> so, so it's, a labor, it's like a child. It's like a labor of love. You're like, Oh my God, that was horrible. Never again. And then you're like, Oh my God, I love this so much. I'm going to do it. It takes a minute though. I think there's like a moment of burnout because it's like, it is a baby. It's like everything. You ten months, right? Nine months yeah. to have a baby. Same. Exactly. Like it's, it is. Um, but no, there's something. So once it's, you have this feeling of accomplishment and like, oh my god, I can do this. I did it. It's, I don't. It is it, like it's exciting. And now you're on like the list. Or yeah. like we're so special now. <laughs> right. It should be easy. So I'm. I'm looking. You know, I've already been very vocal. If Bravo wants to do the oral history of Below Deck, I would do that. Oh yeah. Um, How long has that show even been on, though? Has it been uh, on long enough? It's been on. It's been on not 15 years, but uh, it's had you know a lot of different spinoffs. So I think that 
there's it's enough true. there that you can talk about it. Uh, probably about ten seasons now. So I want you know what one. I want to know if if you do write that book, yeah. what is the relationship between Captain Lee and Kate Chastain? Because it's like. No, it's not sexual, but they're both from Florida. Do they like smuggle drugs for each other? Or they do they have blackmail on one another? Um, because they both like because Kate can be a horrible person to I saw her be very mean, her and Josiah be very mean to another lady, which I just thought was like, wow, that's horrible. Put like a speaker, loud music by there. Did you see that one? It was oh, horrible. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Um, and then Captain okay. Lee's like, I don't yeah. I'm not happy with you. You're good. See you, Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, There's something there. There is. I think that Kate and Captain Lee have known each other for so long now. And you know how it is. Like when you go through this ride, no one else really can understand it like somebody else who's gone through it. So, mm, no, there's something more. I'm telling there's you, get to the more. bottom of it. I'll yeah, find out for I'll sure. Ask the questions. <laughs> I you don't think do it's sexual, it. but I do think it's no, like no. a I do <laughs> yeah, think yeah, blackmail. maybe maybe there's blackmail involved. Too. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I just think they have something on one another to where they're never gonna actually get mad at one another. Do you know what I mean? Like cause she could kill a baby and he'd be like, Oh, you know what? I'm a little disappointed in you. But yeah. go back to work. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll try and find that out if we want to do that. And if there are any other oral history books that people want to know, I mean, I'm down to write them. So if there's a topic or a show or a franchise yeah. or a pop culture phenomenon that people are excited about, uh, oral history. What about history, Big Brother? I mean, listen, that would be fun. I mean, again, I can interview you again. So that would make me happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I thought of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of like, pe- like people are obsessed with that show. Like they're – you either – Love it and watch every second or you've never seen it. There's no like middle ground. But those people, those fans are fanatic. I only watched the celebrity version. So I like was never into the main version and only started watching that celebrity season because obviously I wanted to see what was going on. Are they even doing celebrity anymore? I haven't heard. I don't know. I just watched the the regular one because I was so uh-huh. I needed I needed to understand what the hell I had just done like a while ago because <laughs> I really did not understand the game. I just was like, oh my god, these people are so dishonest. Yeah, that would um, you would be me if I were in the Big Brother house. I'd be like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just here to have fun. I, let's let's talk let's some shit. It. Yeah, let's party. Exactly, Amorosa. <laughs> what's going on? Tell me about right? Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I had to entertain myself. Something had to happen. It was, I was bored. You're always incredible television. I've told you this a thousand times before you made that show. It was so fun to watch you. I was rooting for you. you. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, David, thank you so much for being here. Should I call you Dave or David? Dave, please. Yeah. Dave, Dave. Dave I just want to be like proper. Yeah, David is the straight kid that I think my parents always wish they have. Dave, yeah, is, the, Dave no. is the homosexual they got. <laughs> well, I like it. I feel like they are lucky with what they got. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Dave, thank you so much for being here. Congrats on number one. Oh, my God. People, go out and get it. It is so, so juicy. It's crazy. Thank you so much, Brandy. I love you. Love you. Love you. I love you too. And I will text you later about my dating life. It's a fuck show. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Wait, Ryan. Did it get worse? Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Are you still working with Danielle? Uh, No, I haven't worked with Danielle in like five or six months. Oh, is that show dead? I haven't. Yeah, we we haven't done it in, in a long time. 
But we did our interview, Brandy, on her podcast because she wanted the recording just in case I manipulated any of the things that she said. <laughs> but but that never aired, right? I mean, Ryan, that, that never Never no, aired, so, no. So, yeah. Well, Sorry. she has it. But how can you – that's so insane. People are so paranoid these days. Like, I don't know. People suck. Uh, wait, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah, um, because I, I don't frequent – clubhouse often but oh, yeah. i do get a lot of notifications and i feel like are you you're in there hosting something what are you doing yeah. in there i run a club called club bravo i was going into like some of the rooms in clubhouse and what i was finding is that like nobody knew what the fuck they were talking about when it came to bravo i <laughs> yeah. asked what they were one day someone was like i think it was about giselle they're like she's making this up uh for for money and i said well, how much money do you think the housewives make per season and they all agreed that you guys made a million dollars an episode i was like they like are friends. Nuts. like the cast of friends i was like y'all are fucking stupid so i so i started a club called club bravo and all i mean all we do are like rooms basically talking through bravo news and like it's just me being like Everyone's saying, oh, I heard Ramona got fired. I'm like, they don't make casting decisions yet. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's me giving the information that you and I got all know. Um, so yeah, we do Wait, a daily Wait, I did newsroom. hear that Dorit is like a friend of, is that true? Do you know anything? I haven't, I I, I should ask Alex. Um, I haven't heard that for sure. Maybe, well, do you I still talk ask to Alex? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Ask Alex. He's not going to help me. <laughs> He's not going to tell me. I'll, I mean, I'll, I don't. I'll find out from Kyle. Yeah, I don't know if she is. Um, I, I mean, I would understand why they would want her to be, but after this home invasion, don't you think that's like strong enough story that it wouldn't? Do we her? feel like that 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 is real? <sighs> I, I, I again, I have a hard time thinking that. Like, would you make up being held at gunpoint while your kids are in the next room? That's so dark. I mean, yeah, if you uh, needed a job that desperately and. Yeah, I mean, she's I feel like I feel like I don't think she would have done it. I feel like PK is super shady, and he would have been listen. This you all are going to come in at night, right? And you have your guns, but you're not going to share the guns on the video. And then we're going to have the insurance. And boom, bam, boom. Boy George yeah. is going to be there. <laughs> it, was, it was Boy George the whole time. <laughs> he was like, "Do I don't you really want to hurt me?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to hurt me? Oh, okay. um, yeah, I mean, maybe it was made up, but uh, just like her accent. But yeah. <laughs> but either way, no. I, I, I've heard there's a new girl, too, that people are saying are filming. I don't know if she's. I, I wish they would stop bringing new people in because it takes me a season to even like a new person in the first place. I'm still on the fence about Crystal. So it's like, why are you bringing in new people when I'm still trying to get to know? About her K-pop brother. That's all I really care about when it comes That's to Crystal. That's what I care about. He looks hot. Take your show off. I don't care about Crystal. <laughs> I don't care about Crystal. Ooh. I want him around all the time. With I the want the K-pop. Shirtless, Ooh, I, especially. Oh, uh, you touched all the buttons again. I, touched all right. the, I always touch all the buttons. I love you both. Love you. I could talk all right, forever. I love you. Have a, <laughs> have a, Let me stop this. Do He's you really want to hurt me? me? Yes, I do. <laughs> no, we just want your diamonds and your clothes. Does Boy so, George have a lot of diamonds and clothes? No, I was it's, I was referring to the... Uh, never mind. Okay, got it. Okay, so that was Dave Quinn. We love him. Love, love, love. I could talk to him all day, and I do talk to him all day. I'm telling you, I think we need to sneak into one of his clubhouse rooms yeah. and just 
show up and he'll do, invite do you to speak. Do we have to go in? Yeah, it's so simple. Oh, it's on the computer. It's on your, go it's on your phone. It's on your phone. Look at Clubhouse. Boom. Oh, you're a real fan. And then, so he just hosts one of these, just go away. He hosts one of these rooms and you can just click on it. No, it's not this one. And then, and then he can invite you to talk or say something. Ooh. It's kind of fun. That is exciting. Anyway. Oh, what does Buddy have on his nose? Oh, it was a feather and now it's not there. Good job. Um. Yeah, no, I thought, I love Dave. I think that. He had a lot. I, I like. I always say, like talking to housewives all day is like it's the me 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 show. <laughs> the, like Alex Baskin told me one time, I have a really bad lighting on this side, but that's okay. Do you? Alex Baskin told me one time that the three words you'll never hear a housewife say: "How are you?" Oh, <laughs> it's kind of true. You ask me every time I see you. Well, I know because I'm not. I, I'm. I'm a. Former housewife, and I I'm see. actually a really good person. Yeah, I am. I and listen. how was your Halloween? Oh wait, well, well, well that's the this is the outro. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, get this book, not all diamonds and rosé, and also get my audio book, drinking and tweeting. Seriously, um, yeah, seriously, get, get the audio book. It could be a good Christmas gift. Ooh, I have another good Christmas gift that I'm going to talk about, tell you guys about, but not yet. Like, okay, get, get the. Contract signed. Get, good, <laughs> That's good, the good, truth. Good. And then you guys are going to want this more than I want to be a part of this. But not more than you're going to want the audiobook. No, that's, ooh, I mean, it's a question mark. I think maybe you might, because it's drinking and dating. I mean, drinking and tweeting. Yeah. We haven't done, yeah, drinking and tweeting on audio. You could want to be drinking this while you're listening. What? I think you do. Want I think to be you do. I think it, you yeah. do. Because... I'd say on a good chunk of while we were recording it, we were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, it's an alcohol, but we'll get back to you on that. Anyway. Um, Haiku? Yeah. Haiku. Haiku. All is fun in love and war Unless you spill red wine in your underwear drawer It's dangerously bad <laughs> It makes you pretty sad <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered Download new episodes every week And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media.